the sound yeah. beating. Yeah, we're fucking pros, dude. Okay, this, here we go. This is how we do it. I'm already recording, man. You didn't even know. I'm going to turn on... Uh, oh, you are recording. Fuck, yeah. here we go. Gotcha. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Skates to Throat podcast. This is November 9th, 2019. And, uh, we're here to talk about all of the hockey, the news. We've got some rivalries for you. We've, we've kind of taken a little bit of a break, but we're going to step it back. Um Make sure you check out all of the gifts that Geek Vibes has for you on Spotify and iTunes and uh, Radio Republic and uh, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. We're kind of there, Stitcher, etc. Um, specifically, if you're looking for us, look for Skates to Throats. Did a wrestling podcast earlier. That's Wrestling Geeks Alliance. Make sure you check that shit out if you're a wrestling fan. You can always hit me at, at Chris R. Patton on Twitter if you have any questions. Let me take some time to introduce my co-host and uh, the man who tricked me into recording after we were making jokes about talking before the show and just randomly starting it instead of actually doing an intro. Dakota Lashak. How are you doing? That's what I call that is what I call a gotcha moment. Like got to, me. Like to like to just throw it on at odd times. Hello everybody. How are you this week? Uh yes. Yes, like you said in the uh, beginning there we are. We're going balls deep with this rivalry. This is probably one of the best known. We're not a uh, <laughs> We're not easing our way back into this at all. <laughs> no, no. I think you gave me a little bit of a Bertuzzi on this one. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, <laughs> definitely headshotted me with a stick. And I'm probably going to have to press some charges on you, like, yeah. in the future. So it'll come to fruition towards the tail end of your career. And you'll be like, God damn it. I forgot yes, about that. For sure ruin my presidency. <laughs> this one specific instant will ruin my presidency. Hey, if you're lucky, you'll have a kid that, or a, a nephew that'll show up and play in the hockey league and for the Red Wings, and then we can get into the Red Wings, I guess. Little Bertuzzi, as as my yeah. friend Griff likes to call it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, going right into it today. Do you wanna you wanna start with those scores? Well, let's let's do it. Um, let's pull up. Uh... Oh, you're letting me do the scores. I gotcha. We got yeah. this conversation here. Um, so oh, I, I don't necessarily just have a score list pulled up, but um, right off the bat, uh, the Hockey News did a great article about the best rookies so far by the numbers, statistically. Uh, Thatcher Dimko is playing for Vancouver. He is a .933. Only six rookie goalies have seen action since 2019 and 2020. He has actually played incredibly well for a team that has been absolutely surprising. I would point a lot to the fact that uh, Quinn Hughes has been incredible. That defense is surprisingly good. Uh, obviously, six goals with Olofsson out there in the Sabres, a 24-year-old winger, a seventh-round pick in 2014. He's leading the NHL in rookie goals, unfortunately for me. That uh, Hughes is not far behind with four. Um, Kel McCarr's having a great season thus far, and is pretty much the, I would say, the shoe win for the Calder Trophy. Yeah, I I, I could see it. Um, you know, I'm always hesitant to make these predictions. You guys know I say this a lot. It's it's early in the season, but yeah, they they're having incredible, uh, pretty good season so far, and that just speaks to. Uh, the caliber of rookies that are coming up into the NHL. They're just playing lights out. It's a new style of game. 
definitely is a new style, style of game. I, I think the biggest surprise for me is how good the Sabres have been and how good Vancouver's been, and I think that obviously plays into the stats a little bit there. Um, if you've watched Doc Hughes or Quinn Hughes, they've both been playing kind of incredibly. There's some crazy things to um, take out of this for sure, but we'll just go through some scores. If there's some standout games, we'll uh, we'll start back from uh, where we left off, I guess, which was uh, Saturday. We'll, we'll go straight to Sunday. There was two games that happened. Uh, we did a preview, if you listen to the previous show, which was the Flames versus Capitals and the Blackhawks versus Ducks. The Blackhawks versus Ducks game was really, really good. Uh, going into OT... Patrick Kane, as predicted, drug his drug his team to a victory. Blackhawks are sitting at four, six, and three. Any thoughts on the surprising Ducks at nine, six, and one? And uh, they kind of, I wouldn't say an abysmal start for the Blackhawks, but not a great start that they're looking for considering the division that they play in. Yeah, it's it's tough to see, and you know this kind of plays into the the rivalry that we're going into today. It's tough to see a storied franchise as the Blackhawks go from being terrible for so long to being great and then just kind of petering off again. And, you know, I, I hope, because honestly, let's let's face facts, Kane and Taves is probably the best tandem in the NHL. Um, very closely, I would put Crosby and Malkin, but... Um, I, I would say I, I would have to go Crosby and Malkin just based on the number of cups and the fact that they're in the top of the division. But... <laughs> We get to make that one all day. Kenny Dave sounds better. Uh, <laughs> no, I I sincerely hope uh, I hope the Blackhawks can turn it around. I would uh, you know as much as a heartbreaker as 2010 was for me to see them beat the Flyers to win the Stanley Cup. Um, I think it'd be I think that I mean that city deserves it. So it's a great fan base, longtime NHL club. You know you hate to see them go so long in between cups even though it hasn't been that long. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and I'd like to see the Ducks do really good this season, too, because everyone's been shitting on them for so long. Well, I mean, the thing is, they t- their team, they didn't do a lot to build it. It was kind of the same roster. They d- performed very poorly uh, last year. Adam Henrique's having a pretty good season, kind of quietly, which I is never... Never lost on me because he played for the Devils for so long, as we all know. Um, November has started, so he's rocking the cookie duster, as I like to call it. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, I mean, the Ducks are looking surprisingly good. Their goaltending's better than expected. 9-6-1's nothing to uh, scoff at, for sure. We'll see if that holds up, though. It is early in the season. You know what it is. You know what it is. I've got some inside information on why the Anaheim Ducks are doing so good. I heard that in the off season on the down low, no one heard about this. You're hearing it first. So, uh, yeah, take that, Bob McKenzie. Uh, I heard they hired Gordon Bombay to be their <laughs> one of their assistants. Uh, house <laughs> and as such, Ducks. <laughs> yes, and as such, he is turning that team around. They brought in the actual coach of the Mighty Ducks, and that's how yes. things are going so well. Um, just like in Mighty Ducks three. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. The other game uh, Sunday, which to me wasn't surprising. I guess if you're a Flames fan, it may have been a little surprising, but the Capitals just handled business. They're eleven two and three against Calgary. Uh, they play Calgary is doing well as well. They're over five hundred. They're eight seven and two. They've looked great at times. And not as great at times. 
uh, to Chuck looks has had an amazing season. Um, any thoughts on this blood. game? Chuck's got that magic blood, man. Magic blood. <laughs> yeah. Dude, his old man had it too. There it just lights out on the ice. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a little more critical of the flame season just because of how well they did last season. It just seems like some things are starting to click into place, but other things are still, there still needs to be tweaks done. Um, yeah, they especially in the division that they're in, uh, they need to they need to pick it up if they want to continue to be a threat. Yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, I mean, you had a hat trick in this game, which was a little ex- unexpected from uh, Jacob Vrana. I want to say I got maybe pronounced his last name wrong. No, but, uh, it's Vrana. Yeah, it's Vrana. Yeah, so, so he tucked three, Eller got one. We're still on the watch Ovechkin and C. Uh, I will say, like, the ovechkin Oshi line kind of got dominated this game <laughs> they're negative two uh with backstrom oshi and oveshkin i i don't i didn't get to watch this game but just looking at the numbers that seems not great um but yeah obviously we're still on the oveshkin chase to the gretzky goal score so that's going to be fun to watch all season um obviously it's probably going to go two but does oveshkin get to 50 again uh, last year he got beat out by dry saddle uh i think that what were they like one and two in goals because dry saddle scored 50 last year i want to say yeah um so we're still on the ovechkin watch <laughs> which is a way, way better back. watch than the line a watch or line the, a watch <laughs> or the <laughs> um going it in doesn't roll off the tongue it doesn't roll off the tongue easily it's like ovechkin watch doesn't uh, sound yeah. good. It's, it's not as good. We can go Ovi Watch though. That's Ovi Watch good. sounds better. Um, so we're going into Monday. We had some better games for sure. Uh, yeah. but specifically the Penguins versus the Bruins. Uh, the Pens looked like they were coming back there for a second. The Bruins closed them out six uh, four. We had the Senators versus the Rangers. Uh, Senators get a win against the Rangers. Both these teams kind of look like trash. Uh, I can say that from a, a fan of a team that also kind of looks like trash at points this season. Um, the Red Wings lose the Predators 6-1. They give up five in the second. And, um, I guess the biggest... Sledding. Yeah, tough sledding. And the biggest thing to come out of this is probably Dylan Larkin. There's been back-to-back games where he has actively said, I hate playing and losing. <laughs> I and mean, that's any player, man. <laughs> But he was very passionate about it and kind of gave a speech. And it's been there's been two 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 games this year where he's had a similar kind of speech of like I'm fucking tired of losing. Um, I guess the big question there is like obviously with Larkin, I want to think he's three years in. It's I I don't know what his contract status is, but he seems like a guy that might not stick around once things are done, unless they can turn this team around. And I think the Red Wings are going to get there. The The biggest question for me, the Red Wings, uh, as someone who's watched them a lot is they still have hungry, hungry, Howie <laughs> in net <laughs> Howard. I think Howard obviously at one point in time was who I'd legendary, <laughs> a legendary goaltender, really great goaltender. Um, kind of a great goaltender on a bad Red Wings team, to be honest. I mean, you're looking at the tail end of Cronwall, uh, Datsuk, Zetterberg, them pushing to the playoffs despite the fact they sh- probably shouldn't have made the playoffs. 
kind of team and uh and much like snyder you see some of his base best years just kind of washed away which is hilarious if you go back to like uh i think that it was i can't i want to say boston versus michigan if i'm not mistaken but the, even in their college they're kind of tied together <laughs> a little bit and <laughs> even in their college careers i think uh howard ended up beating snyder and that was kind of a big thing they are every time they have a, like a devil's red wings game that used to get brought up but uh the Red Wings are, are in a weird spot. I don't think they have the goaltending necessary. I don't think that DeKaiser is a top-line defenseman, and they play no. as such. Uh, so that team a little bit. I, I know more about this team. The Predators obviously look good. They're 9-4-2. Um, they're kind of right where we thought they would be. The Penguins, the Bruins, very suspecting. Uh, anything out of these teams that like blew you away or things that kind of shocked you? Because I... They, Everyone's kind of sitting where I would think they would be. I thought the Rangers might be a little bit better, but I know Capo has had a rough, rough start, and he's even came out and said that, like, hey, the NHL's fucking hard. Hard. <laughs> he's like, this is hard. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to jump off the ship right away. I'm going to give. I mean, it's the Rangers. I'm sure they'll. Either turn it around or just continue to be dismal. It's never never in between. So if they start winning games, they'll probably continue winning games. If they keep losing, it's just going to be another shit season for a team that's had several. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess every the, the thing about the Rangers that's so surprising is uh, a lot of people had them pegged because of their defense and goaltending. They would be a little higher up than both the flyers and devils and technically they're they're above the devils currently but if you look at the it's kind of just they're just kind of in the same fucking spot if you're looking at it that way yeah the overtime wins um i mean i guess the surprising thing would be the flyers and we'll get into them a little bit later anything about the preds or the pins or uh obviously the senators are just fucking bring them to atlanta we'll take care of them. <laughs> i'm sorry ottawa fans like that team is bad and it seems like they haven't cared for a long time. Yeah. Um, well, bring them to Atlanta. We'll take care of them. And, and I guess we'll get into the very, very big, surprising standout here. Phil the Thrill Kessel moves to Arizona. They start the season 9-4-1, and one, beat the Oilers in OT. <laughs> Phil the Thrill, man. <laughs> and I mean, to put that in perspective... The Oilers are sitting at 10-4-2 right now. Arizona has played really well. Uh, I think that that... I mean, it's not like Arizona was terrible last year, but I think it's a little surprising that they have done as well as they have, at least on my standpoint. I think we had them pegged kind of at the bottom in some of our predictions. But um, they've gotten some goal scoring, and from uns <laughs> what I would consider unsuspected goal scoring. Um, Soderbergh great player man he's uh he's been playing 17 8 minutes or 17 18 minutes on ice um and Derek stefan i think's been playing really really well out there um and grabner who it, it's just like a, a it's like the island of misfits in arizona and i'm kind of glad they're doing well <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like players that were you know played for other teams but never like quite met the potential you could see them at and now they're <laughs> kind of clicking on all cylinders so i hope it keeps up because it kind of reminds me of like uh the first 
Las Vegas uh, run, you know, like yes. they do the fantasy draft. It's like, okay, here. And then having Phil out there just like really takes the cake. You're just like, yes. yeah, that totally makes sense. I hope he has an empty theater in his house with uh, some posters hanging up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Phil the Thrill, uh, inductee of the Hall of Fucking Awesome. He's he's uh, he's got ten points this season, so he's not having a terrible season or anything. But the like I said, the team's kind of just clicking on all cylinders. Maybe maybe you just need Phil looking threatening at everyone <laughs> on the team for them to play well. Just wearing a construction vest and shorts. <laughs> but uh, the only thing I would say about Arizona, please like go back to the old jerseys because they're fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, those '90s jerseys are sick. Dude. I love so them. Good. Uh, so going heading on, the Senators also lost, uh, the Senators lose to the Islanders on Tuesday. Flyers whipped the dog shit out of Carolina, which was not surprising because the Devils also whipped the dog shit out of Carolina, and that's something that that's more surprising than the Flyers winning because you guys are seven five and two right now, yeah. which is pretty good. Um, I thought the Devils played the Flyers really well, which we talked about on the last show, and then they yeah. beat the Hurricanes the following day. Um, the Hurricanes kind of look like trash past week or so. I don't know yeah. what's going on out there, but they got to get that sorted out. Any? Uh, I know you watched this game. Was, was there anything that stood out to you about your team or about Carolina specifically? No, they're just clicking offensively, defensively. It seems like everyone's got their uh, got their act together. I can't remember if it was Elliott or Hart in that, but um, both have been doing. Both have had a couple of games where you're like, oh, no, here we go again, but. You know, they've come right back from it, and both have been playing really well this season. Oh, you guys are having goalie problems? <laughs> yeah, slightly. <laughs> yeah, Not as uh-huh. bad as you guys. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> continuing forward, <laughs> Gold Knights beat the Blue Jackets. Uh, both these teams, the Blue Jackets are surprisingly good this season. Uh, they're one of those teams that everyone kind of had pegged as uh, just a middling team. Uh, they're not great. I mean, they're five, seven and three. It's not like they're blowing the league away, but they are, if you look at the metropolitan division and kind of where the scores are standing, it's not like they're that far off uh, nah. playoff convention. And, uh, with the Metro, it's always a crazy toss up once you hit mid season. So, um, they're an interesting team to watch. They lose two one golden Knights right back to where they were last season. Not surprising at all. Um, they looked good in this game. I actually did watch part of this game. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I, any thoughts on either of those teams before we move on to... Uh, I know one that we... I mean, we have to talk about, which is uh, Canadians versus Bruins. So Yes, we have covered that rivalry, so we are <laughs> now legally obligated to talk about them whenever they play each other. And it was a hell of a game, too. Oh, it, a total slugfest to the end. It was a very, very good game. We saw some suspect goaltending, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see on both teams. Tomas Tartar really shined for me. He's a former Red Wings player, obviously, but he looks really great in that uh, that the the uh, Bruins Canadians game. Um, what is with Martian like almost fighting people this year? <laughs> Marshawn's just liking to start shit wherever he can. I love it. He's such a pest, and I love it. But he's, like, taking a five-minute penalty and not actually punching anyone. Seems pointless. <laughs> like, I mean, he's Brad Marshawn. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, I guess the big thing here that we could get into is uh, 
where David Pasternak kind of is in general. Um, this man's got 15 fucking goals. He's a monster. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's... Oh, my God, he's got some beautiful goals, too. I still think his between-the-legs backhand shot is probably my favorite goal of this season so far. Yeah. It's just built. Absolutely I mean, mine... Filled. Mine is the Blake Coleman falling down backhand shot just because it was so crazy that it even happened. <laughs> and we've seen the between the legs goals, uh, you know, recently. It seems like it's happening more and more now. Um, but just looking at these sick ass stats and uh, he's a plus five, first and foremost. So he's not a liability at all. Um, 31 points this season already. Yeah. He's, and he's we're nuts. what, 20, 20 games in? Yeah. That's an absolute <laughs> ridiculous scoring rating. Um, the only person that's I, there's there's to put this in perspective. Yeah, Pasternak thirty, Drysaddle thirty, Marshan twenty eight, McDavid twenty seven, Carlson twenty six, who I think is probably excuse me the most surprising because he's a D man that somehow is at the top of this list. I would I would expect that to uh, level off a little bit and Alex <laughs> Ovechkin at 22 points. Ovechkin is going to get his, like, he's just, he's like drew mid season. They'll just yeah, start going to hit the rocket boots, the, the rocket, the rocket skates. Uh, <laughs> and, and they'll turn that on and start scoring. But I mean, Ovechkin to be fair, has 13 goals. Dry saddle has 14 and Pasternak is currently leading the league at 15 goals, which is absolutely fucking, fucking nuts. God, he's just so be- this. They're just so so beautiful to watch. Yeah, he's he's played really really well this season. So if you're a Bruins fan, um, buy your Pasternak jerseys now for, for sure because <laughs> I feel like they have a strong. I mean, they they did not leave all. They there is no Stanley Cup hangover at all no. for these bad Jeez. Bruins. They look fierce. <laughs> I expected uh, Zadino to take take a step back because he was injured. The defense actually looks really good. Rask is playing well. Um, when you look at the Bruins as a team, you could easily say like they could be right back in the Stanley Cup. They're they're one I look at and go, there, there's no reason why. They, especially if Pasternak keeps playing as well as he has, uh, there's no reason why that team can't just go right back to the Stanley Cup. And maybe even get one this time. Uh, so if you're a Boston fan, that's awesome for you. If you're a, a fan of any other team, maybe that kind of sucks. Uh, if you're an Edmonton fan, Edmonton's not going to the cup. No, I, th- <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Edmonton. It's not yeah, that we sorry. don't love you. It's just your team's not that great. <laughs> I mean, they won a game yesterday against the Devils, which we'll get into a little bit later. But as <laughs> they won as, a game. As, as as Hines said, it was a 50-50 game. <laughs> That's not what that means, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Get mad at the coach, not me. Uh, the Kings look terrible against the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs picked up an easy win here. Nothing really to talk about there. Um, Devils beat the Jets in shootout. Looks better. We'll hey, continue. you won a game. We won a shootout. That's the <laughs> um, filthy five-hole goal. <laughs> filthy five-hole goal by Gusev if you're wanting to see something pretty pretty great. He just kind of does the old-school Kovacek, takes a wide out, uh, like goes to the left really hard, swoops back in, and just puts one five-hole clean as hell. I don't know why only Russian players do this. It seems like everyone else tries to 
do a bazillion dangles. But like if you remember, like Kovalchuk, I think was like thirty eight or thirty nine percent in shootout before he left to go to Russia as a devil and shoot. And then the Devils sucked at shootout for like a year and a half or whatever. Uh, I think they lost like I can't remember. It was like eighteen or nineteen shootouts in a row. It is some ridiculous number. Let's put it that way. Um, after he left, but uh, one thing that they do differently is they do just walk in and try to put it in the fucking net. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of getting too fancy with it, in both of his uh, shootout goals this year, he's there's like two people that have scored in shootout. He is one of them, and he scored twice. Um, brilliant goal. He just walked in, kind of did a little head deke, skated wide, did a head deke, put it five hole. I appreciated that, and I appreciated the one of the Devils are sitting. If was it what it? I want to say these are of the date of that we're talking about. So four, five, and four is not where the devils right. currently are they're four five they're four six and four or four seven and four i want to say so not great though yeah not great um out of the rest of these games yeah pretty much standard stuff i mean the wild finally looked decent against the ducks yeah, and I mean the Blues, I mean probably the best game out of uh if you're looking at Tuesday and you want to go back and watch one the Blues versus Canucks game was was really really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, the Blues once again that's a team we haven't talked about yet but they're right there like you could easily see them go back. Oh yeah. That defense is fucking fierce. Uh their goaltending looks a little suspect at times but the defense is so good that it kind of covers up for it a lot. It sucks for them that Tarasenko is out because I feel like this team would be even more dangerous uh, with him being here, and he is pretty much done until yeah. probably the playoffs, if, even if he gets back at the playoffs, which we talked about last week. Uh, Wednesday was kind of a nothing. I mean, the Red Wings, once again, lost five, they lost 5-1 to the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, and the Blues beat the Oilers, which is kind of why like the Oilers aren't going to the Stanley Cup because the exactly. Blues are fucking there. Um, I'm not just trying to be a like fuck Edmonton fan or uh, anti Edmonton person. I just, the Blues are so good. I just don't see anyone passing them right now. <laughs> like that team is really really good in the West. Uh, and then going into Thursday, the Capitals once again looked great. They beat the Panthers. That game was way closer than I thought it was going to be. Penguins in the ten game win streak of the Islanders, which thank God. Um, <laughs> They go 4-3 in OT. Uh, Rangers beat the Hurricanes. Hurricanes take another loss to a bottom-tier team in a division where you can't really afford to lose to teams like the Rangers or the Devils. Or the Flyers, Uh, even. (laughs) They take one there, which is, once again, uh, as of that date, they were 9-6-1. It's starting to catch up with them. So I don't know if Mrazek's just not playing well or what the hell's going on, but they, they got to get that together if they're planning on going back to the playoffs because you could easily see the Flyers turning things up, uh, especially with their goaltending, and, and they've That's looked... music to my ears from a Devils fan. Uh, pretty good this season. They've looked good this far. I mean, there's not... I mean, we can talk about our team separately from this because there are good things to point at the Devils and go, they could do this and this and they can get better. But, like, the Flyers are still in the hunt, and the Devils are at the bottom. So <laughs> I'm not going to make that call right now. Um, Golden Knights lose a great game with the Maple Leafs and OT. Still a great game to watch, man. That was a fun game the whole entire time. 
really was. And I mean, the big one, I know the one that me and you have kind of been waiting to talk about, because I actually went back and watched this game because I was watching the Devils game at the same time, uh, or leading into the Devils game, this game had already started because the Devils played against the Flames, which started at 9 uh, Eastern our time. Um, so I'd been kind of keeping up with this game and then switched over to the Devils game and then went back and watched the end of this game. You guys beat the Canadians 3-2, but that does yeah. not tell the whole story of this man named Carey Price who yeah. carried his team through three fucking periods. This man had, what was it, 38 of 40 saves? Yeah. It was nuts, but I mean, <laughs> it's it insane to watch. Uh, I mean, but we still managed to get two, be, two behind him uh, to get to overtime and stuff. It was great. It's so great to watch. Uh, Sean Couturier right at the, uh, right at the start. Or right towards the end, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, had a great goal. Um, we also saw goals from James Van Riemsdyk, and uh, can never remember the dude's name. Uh, he's brand new. We just brought him on this season. as Myers. So this is his first goal. I mean, to put this in perspective, just save. Let's just look just at it from a goalie pers- perspective. Hart faced 24 shots the yeah. entire game, right? And did well. I mean, I'm not going to like say that he played bad or anything crazy like that. Carey Price faced 43 shots. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad defense. <laughs> um, Couture put one in that Price obviously wanted back. He kind of caught it in his jersey and tried to squeeze it. and It just trickled through. Flyers win. The bad guys win, I guess. Yep. Um, <laughs> Broad Street Bullies are back. <laughs> It was a good game. Uh, really fun to watch, especially like if you're if you're a Canadians fan and you and you love Price and you didn't get to catch this game, go back and watch because he did really put on a show. Uh, with, with even the announcers for the Flyers, if you're watching the Flyers cast of this game, they go, "That's the one that went in." <laughs> like, <laughs> in OT, <laughs> like, I mean, the man put up one hell of a performance. And like I said, Hart's been playing well all season, so I'm not taking anything away from him. It's just like the Canadians were getting broad street bullied yeah. <laughs> the majority of this game. You face 40 shots, the old the other goaltender takes 24. You know, it's it's not a, it's not a, it's not great. Things are not going the way you expected them to go. Let's go no. with that. Devils lost the Flames 5-2. The only thing to point out here is um, Hughes had a great goal on a breakaway, and uh, Gusev scored another goal, and then Ed, the wheels fell off. They got some penalties. Tennyson, as you've heard about, fucking sucks. <laughs> Devils sent him down, brought back up Mueller. Uh, as a Devils fan, I'm sorry, Tennyson was terrible. He gave two juicy pucks right in front of Blackwood. Nothing he could do. Um I mean, the turnaround was they gave they they went for they lost a four on four goal and that kind of spun the game. But then it was all downhill from there. And then again last night, kind of the same thing. They were playing well. They get down a goal and then just battle all around. And um, yeah, San Jose beats the Wild, which is like just a trash bowl game. Yeah. Um, Avalanche scored nine goals against the Predators, which it was a. 4-9 game. I didn't see this game, so I don't have a lot of information on it. I just saw it pop up and was like, what the hell happened in that game? <laughs> um, so that's maybe should one I should go back and watch. The Avalanche are silently really good as well. 9-5-2. Not a team a lot of people are talking about. 
if I'm an Avalanche fan, maybe you're a little happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's for just, sure. Shh. <laughs> hey, keep it hey, quiet. Keep it down. Keep it down, man. <laughs> yes. And uh, obviously, last night we had the Lightning beat the Sabers. Good. Uh, <laughs> Bruins lost to the Red Wings. Yeah, and this is what I was talking. This is what I was telling Jennifer about because she is a Bruins fan. I'm like. Is it because the Bruins just had an off night, or were the Red Wings really good that night? <laughs> My this friend, is one of those games you see the score, you're like, what? wait, what? <laughs> obviously, we talked about Griff being a huge Red Wings fan in the past. He's like, of course we beat the number one team, but we get fucking rocked by Ottawa. <laughs> so that kind of sums up where the Red Wings are right now. Um, Jets beat the Canucks in a 4-1, which I didn't get to see this game. That's surprising. And the Devils just get shut out 4-0. But the you last didn't goal, get to see this game. <laughs> yeah, the last goal. I mean, I quit watching midway through and then went back and watched it this morning. Um, the last goal, obviously, is they pulled the goalie. Uh, the stat, I mean, Hall ring went off the post. There was a Heischer goal that got called back. The Devils have gotten screwed over by this... Uh, refs blowing the whistle too soon and calling goals back and weird shit. It's just unfortunate. I guess it's puck luck in quotations. It seems to happen against the Oilers a fucking lot. I will say that. Uh, Vatnin, seriously, man. <laughs> Vatnin goes out with a high elbow at the beginning of the game. Gets absolutely rocked. No penalty call. Um, has nothing to do with the fact that Drysaddle got on a breakaway, scored one, and then it was just all downhill from there. I mean, the Devils could have used a fight. They could have used something or the power play just to score anything, and it was abysmal and hard to watch. <laughs> what I will say is there's some toxic-ass Devils fans out there. <laughs> yeah. You can be mad about the season. You can be mad about how things are going, but, like, I don't understand shitting on an entire legacy because they're having a bad season. It's yeah, gonna you get gotta bad. have your facts right, man. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, I got into some argument. If you are if you listen to Talking Devils or any of those, there were some arguments last night. So, you might see my name pop up. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Devils had a bad game. They're 4-7-4. Four, four. Oilers 5-2. Let's we'll go ahead be... and say they're having a bad season so far. I, I, I don't even want to say that because the team is so young. I will say that the defense and goaltending has been surprisingly bad. Okay, well, I'll take it. Surprisingly bad. <laughs> I thought Blackwood would be better than he has been, but I can't necessarily blame all of the shortcomings on him because the defense has been equally, if not more, terrible. Um, They played better defensively last night doesn't show on the scoreboard but that it's the oilers you know they they score a lot that's kind of their gimmick um yeah that game was a tough one to watch and 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 take in uh today leading into this show lightning win they're eight five and two they beat the sabers so yay yeah <laughs> and the islanders unfortunately beat the panthers um I mean, if I have to cheer for one of those teams, it's probably going to be the Panthers. But uh, Islanders get a win. They're 12-3-1, top of the division right there with Washington, the Pens, and the Islanders in the Metro. Well, they're not far behind, though. <laughs> not far behind. I'm gonna, I mean, I might honestly start cheering for them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That'll never fucking happen. 
<laughs> no, you know, I'll, uh, I'm going to be, I'm just going to contradict everything. I, I, I would like, I like the Islanders. I'd like to see them go back. Um, they played their asses off last season. It's unfortunate. And what happened the last series they played in, you know, it was, didn't quite go the way they wanted to, but I could see them going easily going back with the way they're playing. You know, they've still got great goal scoring. They don't have Robin Leonard, but, uh, it doesn't seem like their goaltending has took too much of a hit. To me, they look like a team that's going to be the lightning of the East. Yeah. Which, which is going to win a ton of games and then not fucking like go to the Stanley Cup ever. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, it, they just—I I don't know—they—they they get they get stuff done in the regular season, but the wheels fell off of that bitch in the playoffs last year, and I—I I don't actually expect anything more. Um. Fair enough. If you're an Islanders fan, sorry, you probably hate to hear that, but uh, that's—I'm actually surprised they're doing as well as they are doing. But good for them. <laughs> Coming from a Devils fan. So uh, I guess I'll pass this over to you. I don't really have any. I'm trying to think if there's any big stories outside of this. Uh, Bettman did say the NHL is returning to Europe. Um, the headman scored a goal in Sweden. They did a, a game in Sweden. He scored a goal. And if you haven't seen the crowd reaction, it's like one of the greatest fucking things of all time. They lost town fucking hero, bro. <laughs> they lost their minds. So go check that out. That was pretty great. Um, obviously, like we talked about earlier with Couturier, pins beating the aisles. Um, the only thing I would say is uh, Morin, uh, one of your defensemen, he's out uh, as far as a big injury goes. He's out for the remainder of the season, tears his ACL. Yeah, uh, that's tough. That's that's a tough injury. Um, but like I said, we've got we've got a pretty solid defensive line. So yeah, that was the big thing with that one because I didn't want to speak on it too much because I don't know where he falls in your lineup as far as like a, t- a defenseman, like if he's on two or three or where he falls. So I think he's third line. I'm not, I'm not, I just not, I can honestly remember the Bruins lineup, but I can't even remember the Flyers lineup. <laughs> I will say, um, if you watch the devil's Bruins game, Fabre started for the Red Wings for the first time, scores twice in his debut. Uh, that's kind of how you want to lead it out. If you're going to start a game, right? So, that was that was pretty good. Don't want to talk about any devil stuff ever right now. <laughs> Just gonna take a friendly break. It's a friendly break. Uh, Babcock picked up his 700th win. Wishmouth, your favorite all time. Babcock. I'm gonna call him the Green Goblin from now on. And it sucks too, because in the documentary I watched today, it was when he was the coach of the Red Wings, and I'm just like, fucking god, Mike Babcock with your face. Well, you're going to say the key. You're going to love what he said when asked about his 700th win. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. The key is constantly trying to reinvent himself. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what he said? That's what he said. (laughs) The key is constantly. I fucking hate this guy. God, you (laughs) fucking dick. Um, yeah, I it, I saw the video leak, but that is the highlight. The actual article says after picking up the seventh win, Babcock says the key is constantly trying to reinvent himself. I would say getting brought into good situations with good players. Yeah, no, you're not fucking you. reinventing yourself. You're not going back to school. You're not studying the game. You're just like, hey, can I get a job over here with this team that looks like it might have playoff potential? I mean, Don't Babcock is going to the I goddamn. Mean, 
if you look at the stat sheet, Babcock is a, a good coach. I feel like um, I just hate his face. I just hate his fucking face. <laughs> so I'm not gonna go that far as as far as the hate as as you had. Obviously, I think he had a tough run there towards the end of Detroit, but once again, as an aging team. And I think that's more of my problem with Babcock is he went from like this aging team towards the end, not trying to coach up these players or turn the team around and just kind of leapt ship to be like, I'm on the Austin Matthews train now in Toronto. Yeah. Which Falling is, into a good situation. It's like failing okay. upwards. Yeah. I mean, kind of. It's not like they won a cup or anything. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> like half the fucking people there don't want to play for him. They can't get people to resign <laughs> before the season starts, but we'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> it's, he's like, I miss, I miss Zetterberg. He just always showed up on time. Yeah. He always, he always did what he was told. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, Toronto, I'm sorry. I haven't kept up with your team that much. Austin Matthews has a creepy stash. Saw that. Yeah, man, that is a full on. I may have a van mustache <laughs> and that is all of uh, the news I, I can't think of any i mean oh there is one that i want to talk about brian little unfortunately in the devil's winnipeg game took a high shot uh slap shot from uh, basically the, the diagonally towards the uh i would say the goalie stick side uh behind the net he was behind the net and just a shot went wide popped him right in the head uh side of his face unfortunately he goes down uh had some bleeding on the brain he just came back from concussion you kind of hate to see this with winnipeg to be honest i'm not a huge winnipeg fan and i know that you hate them because they stole our team technically but but unfortunately for brian little this is like pretty bad with a concussion and this i think he had like 30 something stitches uh it was it was kind of graphic uh i was why i was actually watching this game with my wife and you could see blood on the ice and he obviously got skated off it's unfortunate it's one of those things where it's like oh i want the devils to win this game and i'm kind of glad that they don't have little anymore but also that sucks like really yeah. sucks. i feel bad for that guy so good well wishes to uh brian little that was uh that's one of those unfortunate things that happen sometimes yeah and and that does point to uh you know like there's always the concern of fighting and hockey causing concussions and then you see something like this and you're like there's just always going to be concussions in hockey um not to try to change the subject or anything but it's just that's like how you can't there, I mean, what I guess you could wear a full helmet, like a football helmet or something, but... Yeah, but I, you can't, man. I mean, unless they institute, like, the full face shields, which, let's face it, that's probably going to be the next mandatory thing. Um, yeah, you just, you, you're never going to take injury totally out of the sport. And it sucks, too, in this, in this instance. Yeah, it sucks, but... Uh, I, I think... Just, yeah. It, it kind of goes back to... Um, the only reason I could think that they haven't instituted a full face shield helmet is that they want fighting to still be in the game from crowd entertainment standpoint. Yeah. Which just points to like take fighting out of the game. Like yeah, if Paul, Paul Mary is going to get a 10 minute fucking penalty for dropping gloves for someone to pop someone behind the net, like just take it out and protect the players. If that's where we're at, then do better refing and protect the players. Um, I hate that because I like fights, and I think there is definitely a place for it in hockey. Um, 
Yeah, but, but if that's the case, you know, if they do put in the full face shields, maybe they'll just amend the rules to say you can take your helmet off. Because I know <laughs> you can't actually take your helmet off now, otherwise that's an actual friggin' game misconduct, just taking your helmet off. So they made that rule, um, I want to say it was the 2014 season, and legendary Cam Chanson, uh, known <laughs> for his goal-scoring abilities... Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, he played for the Devils for a little bit, and he had a fight. And uh, that rule had just came out, and him and the other person both removed their helmets like gentlemen. <laughs> fought each other, and the NHL was like, "You can't do that. That's not how that rule works." He was like, "Well, I just thought we couldn't, like, you know." <laughs> it was just a great workaround. So, like, they basically they reached their hands on each other's heads and took the helmets off. <laughs> <laughs> and then started fighting. So they didn't take their own helmet off. They took each other's helmets off. It was very cute. You can go look it yes. up. And the, the NHL was like, no, you guys can't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen here, bub. You got to be more specific when you're writing these stupid <laughs> rules. But that's one of those weird like loopholes in the rules. And the NHL's like, ah, you also can't <laughs> agree to remove each other's helmets before you fight. <laughs> God damn it, Johnson. Stop finding loopholes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, definitely check that one out. I think it was 2014 season. I mean, there's, you know, Cammy Jansen is a clear enforcer. There was a lot. It, it, you probably remember this. He had like three goals and Drew hadn't scored in like 10 games. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Devils fans like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Cammy Jansen's got three goals. One of them went off his ass. So I very, I, I definitely remember the beginning of the season, but definitely like go check that I out. I still hold out hope for Phil Kessel to score an ass goal because I feel like that would be the best goal he could ever score. <laughs> uh, yeah, but definitely if there's a highlight from the Devils in 2014, minus Yager uh, playing on the ice, and I think he scored, I want to say he scored almost 30 that year, which is crazy course, uh, considering, <laughs> considering his age. But uh, yeah, Cammy Jansen and... <laughs> I can't it's even remember robot. <laughs> them taking each other's helmets off was legendary. Much like the stuff we're about to talk about now. And I'm going to pass it over to you to lead the show now. All right. Well, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're not picking a we're not picking a light one. We're going uh, we're going all the way and we're going with the Blackhawks and the Red Wings. This is another one of the oldest uh, rivalries in the NHL. <laughs> it's not the oldest but it is definitely up there. These two these two teams first met November 24th, 1926. So that's a long fucking time ago. <laughs> so when we're getting into that, do we really consider the Red Wings being the Red Wings before they changed their name? Because didn't they have some yeah, weird-ass well, no, they name? Were the Cougars. Yeah, they were like the Cougars. Yeah. That just makes <laughs> me think they're a team of older women. <laughs> they were really good at hockey, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, do you play hockey? I like hockey. <laughs> but I just I want to put that in perspective that it, it when we start this out in this conversation, because I know that like if the Cougars got dominated, Red Wings fans are going to be like, well, that wasn't actually the Red Wings. <laughs> so yeah, it was the Cougars. <laughs> that seems like a very Red Wings ass fan thing to say. So I just want to go ahead and get that out there. <laughs> All right. Well, they did change their names to the Red Wings in 1932. So it's not like it was a whole lot of time in between those two names. Um, yeah, these guys have met a total of 818 times. Uh, Detroit leads with all-time series wins with 430, 406. 
314, 84, and 14, which, I mean, I, I know what the three dashes into the scores mean, but I don't know what that fourth one is. So you got 14 as something. Um, <laughs> when those be draws? I, probably. I don't I'm know. As, I'm <laughs> assuming those are, because you got to think about it before they implemented shootout, it was one OT and a draw. Yeah. So it's okay, probably draw. Probably. It's probably draw victories. Well, I'm not a stat man, so I wouldn't know. I just do the weather. <laughs> I'm the stat man. Please yes. don't leave the math up to me. <laughs> yeah. So we could go on. Yeah, we could go into this whole stat thing. I I think the cool stuff to talk about is the the players that they had on these teams. Um, in Chicago's case, you had players like uh, Stan Makita, um, legendary player and owner of a donut shop in the greater Chicago area. <laughs> um, Who's that? Yeah, Bobby. That's Stan McKenna's Donut Shop from Wayne's That's, World. Uh, it's not Duncan? No. <laughs> oh. Stan McKenna's. <laughs> no, nah, you had Gordy Howe for the Red Wings, Bobby Hole. I mean, this this was just like, of all the stars, this was, this was insane. Two of the greatest stars to ever been fucked over by not getting paid enough, Gordy Howe and Poppy Hole, which yeah. actually kind of plays into this a little bit because, I mean, they did hardcore end up leaving the NHL towards yeah. the end of their careers because they were not getting paid what they should be playing. I think it was paid. a $1 million uh, check that Paul uh, took to go to the WHL or the WHA. Yes, yes, it was. And I mean, the other, the, the you know, the thing to put in perspective with that is uh, if, if you've ever, like, I don't know how many Gordy Howell fans there are out there, but the, he has a great book. Um, and one of the things he talks about is having to play baseball in the offseason so that <laughs> he could make more money, um, which is crazy to think about now when you hear like these contracts is like, yeah, well, you know, Austin Matthews get he's on a twelve million dollar contract. Yeah, Gordy Howe like guaranteed three point seven a year. <laughs> Gordy Howe, meanwhile, is like making sixty grand, <laughs> having to play fucking pickup baseball games. And if I'm not mistaken, part of his contract is he actually instead of paying him, they gave him like little Caesar franchises. Oh my god! Like to make that deal work out. So like, read his book because they go into a lot of his contract stuff that you you'll never hear the NHL ever talk about how they were fucking these guys. But those early NHL players, the '50s and '60s players, when the league started expanding and getting big, were kind of getting paid dick all in comparison to other professional sports. Uh, it's very unfortunate. I know this has nothing to do with the rivalry. This is my rivalry against the NHL, I guess. Uh, but definitely check that out. Talk just me thinking about uh, Gordy Howe. I had to bring it up because I always remember it stuck out in my head. Like Gordy, I was like, yeah, I just played summer league baseball. That's how I made extra money. <laughs> and then they told them they couldn't do that anymore, <laughs> which is also and it's almost as bad as the NCAA <laughs> saying you can't make money off your name, but we can essentially. Um, NCAA. <laughs> so that um, that plays into two of these teams because both of their big players with Howe. And uh, obviously with Hull, did leave. Yeah. Uh, Howell a little differently. It's not like he left the NHL on bad terms uh, because he wanted to play with his kids more than anything else. But Now, I will say the cool thing about this is uh, both teams were owned by, uh, by siblings. Uh, James Norris, who I believe is the namesake of the Norris Trophy, if 
I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. It could be completely wrong. Um, yeah, I think one of the brothers had the Blackhawks and the other brother owned the uh, Red Wings until he sold it to the guy who founded Little Caesars. Who then paid Cordial with Little Caesars franchises. Yeah. And fun, <laughs> here's, here's a little side thing that I found out this week. Uh, the guy that with the Little Caesars guy, Mike Itlich, his son starred as the driller killer in one of my favorite horror movies, The Slumber Party Massacre 2. It's a pretty good one. I love yeah, that. Yeah, no, you had the guitar with the drill bit on it. It was fucking yes. sick. <laughs> yeah, I did not know the, that. But that's, that's the fucking Little Caesars guy's son. <laughs> that's one that took away in your hat for yes. trivia night, for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that fucking guy that screwed Gordy Howell over son. He uh, was the driller killer. <laughs> he had a guitar. Party Massacre 2. This yes. is the kind of quality chats you get with us here. Yeah, on I fucking Saturdays. love our movies. I always have. <laughs> all oh, right. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Yeah. So let's see. Um, all right. So originally, they started out in the same uh, division, and then I think in seventy seventy one they were moved to the West Division for some reason. It's always weird to me when teams that are not in the area of the other teams are in the same division as them. Always weirds me out. Um, well, it's one of those things where it it's keeping the teams even for playoff structure. I mean, technically, yeah. Florida is in the West right now, like the Panthers. So when you yeah. think about it too deeply, you're like, what the fuck? And then you look at the <laughs> NFL and you're like, that really doesn't make any sense, even yeah. though they tried to realign it at one point in time. Yeah. Like, so tell me why Dallas is in the same same division as Philadelphia and the rest of the East Coast teams. Yeah, it's, just, it's one of those weird yeah. things. You're just like, it's, well, they want they want those two game rivalries, but they like they also need to make time zones make sense. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's just sports in general, to be honest. They all kind of suck as far as aligning the states with each other. Uh, so I think uh, what we really got to get into, and we've mentioned both these players before, uh, legendary players for both of these teams, uh, Bob Probert and Stu Grimson. These two fucking had it out for each other every time they were on the ice. The Reaper, Stu, yeah. right? The yes. Grim Reaper. The, ori- the original Reaper. Reeves is the new Reaper, but yes, he's the Grim Reaper. <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, Bob Probert and Stu Grimson, man, if you wanna, if you wanna have fun watching hockey fights, you can just look up either of those two because they're both fucking nuts. I, I would say one of the craziest things about this is like I would probably take Grimson as an enforcer, but if I had to have a player day in day out you would have to go Probert because I think Probert was actually the better hockey player. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those weird things where it's like Probert could actually play hockey. Like he's one of those few guys that gets thrown in this echelon of uh, like top badass players, like mean motherfuckers. But like, if you look at Probert's stats, you're like, it's actually pretty good. I mean, he played on a really good team, but yeah, <laughs> like he wasn't a bad hockey player either. That's the crazy part. Um, I would say still, like, if you just want a fight, like the Grim Reaper is hard to pass up on as uh, yeah. just a straight enforcer. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So going in here, I mean, we got oh, I've, another notable player. I completely forgot to mention uh great enforcer in his day. Terrible Ted Lindsay, who has uh, since passed away. 
but uh, God, he was he he had some cool goals too. I mean, I feel like we would be doing a disfavor if we didn't talk about some goaltending for the Red Wings. Oh with, yeah, uh, it's Chuck, right? Yeah. Um, one of the most iconic goalie masks of all time that just replicated his face. <laughs> uh, absolutely incredible. I mean, I mean, still a legend to this day, right? So, I I feel like we had to point him out because we kind of passed over some of these legendary players that played for both these teams, and that's just going to happen. But I mean, even if you just look at the banners that are hanging from uh, the Red Wing Stadium when you have Sachuk, Lindsey, Abel, Yzerman. Um, and I guess we're going to get to the nineties a little later, but how, you know, obviously how, yeah, uh, just fucking all time legends. And you look at the cups that these teams have. And it, even if you take away like the original six cups, it's still kind of crazy more so with Chicago in the later years, I would say, because I would say like through the nineties, they weren't necessarily a great team. Even they had, uh, was it Joe, Joe, Jeremy Roenick, which uh, fucking famously from Swingers made number yes. 99's head bleed? <laughs> for yeah, was, this is in movies. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think because I was watching a bunch of these fights and stuff, and there was some. There was one, I think it was uh, King for the Detroit Red Wings. I didn't catch what his first name was, and McGill for the. Uh, for the Blackhawks there, and these two fought each other for what seemed like a minute straight, just. Back and forth and back and forth, and finally they got tired and the refs pulled them apart. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, blood-stained Blackhawks jerseys with this uh, rivalry. Um, I, I, the biggest thing to take away from this rivalry in general is kind of the whole versus how. Yeah. Right. Oh and yeah. Who was the better player? Um, I don't know that there's an actual answer to that question because they. They overlapped yeah. a little bit, but not to the point where there's just one direct answer in hockey kind of changed. Um, one of the craziest, if you read um, Bobby's book or, or Gordy's book, they talk about playing together for the first time with, I think, the WHA versus Russia, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that's very interesting. So definitely check that out if you're a historian. But um, the, the respect between those two players and both knowing that they're fully capable of whipping ass. And the other thing we should point out is Gordy Howe never actually had a Gordy Howe hat trick. No, so <laughs> just got so, named after him, <laughs> which if you're that good, I guess fucking congrats. <laughs> Bobby hole had multiple <laughs> Gordy Howe hat tricks. So this called the fucking Bobby hole hat trick. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do a disservice to Gordy Howe though. Yeah, it's impossible. He's Mr. Hockey, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. I mean, hockey, Dr. Hockey. Would you rather be the great one or Mr. Hockey? Because I kind of, if I was a hockey player. I'd be Mr. Hockey because the great one just puts way too much pressure on you. (laughs) You're like, I'm fine with just being the great one. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm I'm fine with being Mr. Hockey. (laughs) I'm a background person, man. (laughs) Oh, so yeah, postseason wise, you got in the timeline that we're covering. I mean, we're talking like 60s to well, I guess their last time they met was 2013 um, in the postseason. So, but uh, going through here, 63 in the Stanley Cup semifinals, the Red Wings won the series four games to two. Uh, 64, they came back. Uh, Red Wings won again, four games to three. Uh, 65 is Blackhawks finally winning four to three. 
uh, 66. Red Wings was four games to two. 1970s, uh, Blackhawks swept them. And, 80, and they didn't meet again for 15 years in the uh, postseason. Until 85, when the Blackhawks again swept them three games to nothing. Uh, then they got swept the next year by the Red Wings. Uh, 89, Blackhawks won four games to two. 92, Blackhawks four games to zip. Uh, 95 was four games to one. 2009, I remember this one, was uh, Red Wings won four games to one. And then 2013, the Blackhawks won four games to three. So there's a lot of there's a lot of postseason history between these teams. Uh, they used to play each other so much. It was just always always a battle every time these te- these two teams played each other. And I think for you know I, I would like to say most of our listeners probably born mid 80s maybe early 80s right. Um, Chicago did dick all. Yeah, Chicago <laughs> was terrible for a long fucking time. Uh, Minus Jeremy Roanoke being a great player, they really were not a good team. And you look at Detroit, they won in 97, they won in 98. They were um, a freaking legacy, man. They were there with the Devils in 95. Gotta bring that up, because uh, the Devils were supposed to get sweeped, but that shit didn't happen. Suck it. 2002, uh, Red Wings win, Devils win 2003. Gotta bring that up, because... You know, four cause devils. Uh, all jokes aside, up until uh, Detroit wins again in 2008, which is against Pittsburgh, which was the Sidney Crosby, the great game with Sydney, and uh, it was a that's that went to um, it was you know four two. They won four uh, four games. Uh, uh, they won four. They didn't go the full seven, but it was a great series, um, and probably one of the most memorable. If you're uh, a more recent Detroit Red Wings fan. Um, but then things kind of turned around a little bit. Blackhawks won in 2010. They come back in 2013 win. I don't want to talk about the 2010 Stanley Cup Finals. They win in 2015. So, like, you look at this on a standpoint of, like, cup-wise, yeah, eh, I would say Blackhawks have gotten a little bit of the better. Um, but it's a toss-up because, like I said, you have 97-98, 2002, 2008, and then you have the Blackhawks winning – you know, three in the past 10 years. Yeah. Um, they're just something... two really inconsistent teams. They're either really good or they're really bad. Well, that's the thing about the Red Wings. That's necessarily not true because they were in the playoffs all of those years up until what was it? 2015. They hadn't missed a playoff in like 30 years or some fucking crazy number like that. And I'm sure some Red Wings fan will bring it up, but they had like the longest playoff streak as far as making the playoffs until they didn't make the playoffs. So I don't remember if that was it. I feel like they made it in 2014 and lost to Tampa early on. Maybe that was 2015, but they, um, that was like one of the longest playoff streaks of all time. I think it was the longest playoff streak of all time. So that would be the big difference. If you're, (laughs) if you were a fan of them from the nineties until now, yeah, the, the consistency of winning, yeah, but that's like saying the Bills were the most consistent team to win AFC titles four years in a row, but they never actually won a Stanley Cup, a, a Super Bowl, which you can make the playoffs all you want. You got to win the Stanley Cup, though. Yeah, well, some of that plays into like the Devils, right? Like, so the Devils yeah. won, like twenty of twenty-eight seasons, 
and they made it to the conference finals a lot. So that's the same thing with Detroit. Like it's not like they made the playoffs lost first round. Some of the later years here they did with specifically the Tampa game that I'm thinking of where Cronwall got ejected for laying a clean hit on Tyler Johnson. <laughs> Still You've pissed about that so many times. It's fucking terrible. Well, you know how bad I hate bad refing. Yes, I am aware. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, it's just one of those things. And uh, I mean, it is weird to think about your favorite coach of all time, uh, Babcock, being the last person to win a cup with the Red Wings. God, I hate him. I hate him so much. And he appeared in that damn documentary. I'm like, ah, get out of here. <laughs> But I mean, I guess you know, if if you're a fan, or if you're not a fan, and you had to pick between these two teams, I think this is how we should wrap up this rivalry. And you have all this lineage we just laid out before you. Who do you pick? I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna take Detroit. Why? You might ask. I don't know. I guess I remember them in the like later part of the. 2000s where they were just fucking unstoppable man and i don't know i have a weird spot in my heart for the red wings and i'll throw it to you yeah so this one is tough for me because i kind of want to pick the blackhawks not just to be argumentative but um mostly because of kind of how as funny as it sounds kind of how like Hitchcock and uh, Babcock left this team <laughs> it makes me not want to pick the Red Wings but yeah I guess the actual answer is the Red Wings I mean when you when in some of the players that we talked about pre- uh, previously with the uh, the um, the Russian five and uh, obviously Pavel Datsuk's one of my favorite players of all time so much fun <laughs> Watch. Still, I love, yes, love that guy. I love Zetterberg. I he, I know that he's never going to get the credit he kind of deserves, but he was a Howard great, isn't either the goalie. Fun, fun player to watch, but we also get Dominic Kosick winning a cup, which was well deserved after playing in Buffalo all those years. Um, I guess from our time period, it's really easy to look at that. But like, if you were born in the 2000s, you can get to see, you know, the uprising of Kane and and these three cups. I could easily see Blackhawks as far as a favorite player. I mean, I gotta go Bobby Hull because he had Brett Hull, and we love the Drunken Legend Hall of Fucking Awesome Brett Hull. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> he looks like the type of guy that would bring out two beers and Stone Cold Steve Austin drink them, <laughs> like crush them together and drink them. Uh, no, all jokes aside, I I mean, if I if I had to make that determination, I guess I would be a Red Wings fan between those two. But yeah. the other thing is like I don't know the Indian on the jersey still it's like a fucking. Uh, I don't think it's a disrespectful one, though. Not like the Cleveland Indians one was. Or like the Redskins or Atlanta Braves with... Blackhawk is a specific specific (laughs) tribe of uh, Indians, so I guess it's more respectful. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. You can yell at me all you want. From from Chicago, the the Indians that lived in Illinois. um, yeah, it's a, that's I don't know, man. It's just fucking. It's it's also Chicago, and they're easy to hate now. So like, yeah. I like Patrick Kane. He's a, he's also a drunken legend, future Brett Hull. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. And Patrick Sharp, like the most beautiful guy in the NHL for the longest time. I don't know him and Patrick Eves. Eves with that hair, dog. 
yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so... Say that. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I had to pick what I would, I would say Red Wings. But, you know, my best friends are Red Wings fans, and that plays into it as well. And also, you know, Chicago fans, like... Yeah, Patrick my mom's Kane's a taste. Chicago fan. He had <laughs> three... You got three cups. Yeah. And I think Joe Quinville was a, a pretty good coach. I thought um, he was a great coach. I thought they're... Uh... Their general manager, I think, uh, Stan Bowman, I want to say. He was a good general manager. I just think they needed to go in a different direction for this season. I think it was great that they beat Tampa Bay in the Cup. I fucking love that, because fuck Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) I I say that, but I don't hate Steven Stamkos. (laughs) I hate Stamkos so much. Why? (laughs) I don't know why. It's his face or something. No, Stamkos is a great player. I just, for whatever reason, I... Seems like he. All right, here's the best way to put this. He is not a clutch player. <laughs> nah, so man, he's reliable. He's all reliable. Is he though? I would say so. They haven't won a couple of them. Is he all the reliable, or is someone like Patrick Kane all reliable, or Sidney Crosby all reliable, or Pavel oh, Datsyuk all reliable? Sid the adult is is all reliable, I guess. Yes, I guess my my thing is like he seems like he is injured a lot. He has these goal scoring things, but every time I watch him in a big playoff game, he just disappears. Like he is never the highlight of those games where he has to play. That's too much pressure for me. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) It's yeah. You see, that's the thing. That's his plan, though. If he doesn't make too much of a splash, no one can really blame him. Maybe someone can show me different, but every big, like even that Detroit series that I was talking about earlier, he wasn't a big factor in that game. Like he wasn't. Tyler Johnson was. I think even uh, Brian Boyle almost had a fight with someone. Like he wasn't anything that I looked at and go, that guy was a big factor winning this series. Like that's how I feel about him. Is he like, yeah, he scores a lot and he's like, I good player. Like fucking okay, cool. But it's not like like a Jordan or a Gretzky or you know a Tom Brady where you're like Bobby that's Vanilla. the guy. But people talk about Stamkos like he is that guy, and they overlook other players. I think people just like saying Stamkos because it's kind of a cool fucking last name. It is a cool last name, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if I'm being completely honest, like if you were like. Would you rather have Crosby or Stamkos? I mean, you go Crosby. If you'd rather have yeah. Ovechkin or Stamkos, you go Ovechkin. Yeah, like, at least you know those players are going to have those big moments in big games. Or Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane is perfect. Like, the the uh, they closed the Bruins out to go to the Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. He scores two goals. He scores the goal to tie it with, like, 30 seconds left. He scores in overtime. He's the player that has those big moments. Stamkos never has those big moments, but he is always praised as one of the best hockey players. You can't be the best fucking hockey player if you don't have those moments. Those important clutch ass moments are more important than anything else you do the rest of the season. I was not aware I was going to touch such a nerve. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) spinning off the rails, but I have an eye opening. No, but but no, but spinning off the rails, I I've said multiple times that I'm not like the biggest Stamkos fan. Um, it's not because I like hate Stamkos or dislike Stamkos or think he's a bad player. It's because people talk him up like he's the fucking best, <laughs> specifically yeah. here in the South. And I'm not saying that he's not one of the best players in the league. What I am saying is like, show me a clutch moment from Stamkos. That's fair. I uh, that's. You have your right to have a dissenting opinion. I happen to like Steven Stamkos. 
I mean, I liked him as a person. Like, fuck. Like, I'm just saying. I don't want to go have a beer with him. Yeah, like, I would have a beer with Sam Coase. He'd probably agree I'd with me. I'd have to borrow my lawnmower. He'd probably bring it back. But I just, when you look at Toronto, he doesn't have, like, I don't know what his big moment is. And with every other team with their star player, like even Patrice Bergeron or someone, you can point to a big moment for yeah, that player. And he's not that guy. He just kind of disappears in the playoffs, and then they never go to the cup, and then they rebuild around Stamkos, and they, eh, eh, whatever. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm not even a real hockey player. I was just a janitor who happened to be in the right place at the right time. I like Stamkos though. Stamkos is a great fucking player. I think he's more of a Phil Kessel player than like. How dare you compare him to our Lord and Savior? <laughs> Lord and Savior, you're right. Fuck Stamkos. <laughs> There's only room for one Phil Kessel in this world. <laughs> so he had. Uh, well, I. He, I mean, he's better than Kessel. And oh my I'm, God, the cult of Kessel. <laughs> the cult of he is better than Kessel. I'm that not is a shirt. That. that is a t-shirt idea. The cult of Kessel. The cult of Kessel. Little Kessel faces on like a hamburger bun, McDonald's style, instead of like <laughs> the uh, blessed one has spoken to me. There's this great Phil Kessel hockey card. Uh, I'm a card collector, and there's one specifically they released. It's called Moments with a Cup, and it's when he put all the hot dogs in the cup. <laughs> if anyone has this card, tell me your favorite team, and I will trade you for it because it's really hard to get. I'll give you something of equal value, but I definitely want. Phil Kessel playing golf with hot dogs in the Stanley Cup, kind of poking fun at himself <laughs> and the fans, because that's fucking amazing. <laughs> Every time you just say something that makes me like him just a little bit more. Oh, man. Phil the Thrill. How is it we start every podcast, and some point in the podcast we end up talking about Phil Kessel and how much we love him? <laughs> Because he's easy to love, man. He's like Dusty Rhodes. He's a blue collar guy. <laughs> he's got a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it's hard not to. I mean, I, you know what it is? Toronto sent him out so shitty that it's impossible <laughs> not to love Phil Kessel. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto fans, congratulations! America loves Phil more than you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we do. We love him. Also, he had this great tweet one time during the Olympics, which he was not in. Uh, they lose and he said feels like there was something really important i could have been doing today <laughs> oh man we love you phil please we do. Please, please be our best friend yes uh, <laughs> you can come on this anytime it's it's uh no all jokes aside while we do love phil toronto did treat him kind of crappy and he is an american-born hockey player so we're gonna yeah. be more tempted to love Phil. And well, plus fact, his Wikipedia picture is like he's got the perfect fisherman's beard. Kind of looks like Zach Galifianakis. He just has this look that says, "Huh, so that's what I'm supposed to be doing." And you kind of have to feel bad for him because it's not like he's ever been a bad player for any no. of his teams. He just continuously gets shipped. To, like he won a cup with Pittsburgh, and like I guess him and Malkin didn't get along, and Crosby had to choose one of the. The two. I mean, you have to choose Malkin. Malkin can play both ways. It's also I would, a great I would have chosen Phil Kessel. I'm just saying. You're like, I'd rather lose every game than not choose Phil Kessel. Yes. At least we have Phil Kessel on the team. That's like Devils fans when they were ready to retire Broder. We'd like, we'd rather lose every game <laughs> than have Snyder start. 
Uh, <laughs> all jokes aside, uh, we got one more segment for you guys. Uh, player highlight. Yeah. And this is a uh, mm, this is a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've uh, talked about him here and there. He's been a uh, he's like one of those background players that uh, that comes up into some episodes. Cause he's just uh, he's always around. And today we are talking about the hammer. Dave Schultz, who, if you, if you've, you've heard me talk about my legendary Flyers, the uh, Broad Street Bullies, he was a full member of that. Uh, has still holds the NHL record for most penalty minutes in a single season with 472. This guy spent more time in the penalty box than he did on the ice, and I love it. Um, so this was an easy choice for me. Um, God, any time I get to cover a flyer, I'm because I'm I'm happy. <laughs> One day, so, we'll, yeah. cover, we'll cover Mr. Scotty Stevens. One yes, day, yes, we we will we'll cover Eric Lindros <laughs> first. You got to do a two-parter. You got to talk about Eric Lindros before and after the hit. <laughs> before and after. So I was watching a documentary uh, about Mr. Schultz before we did this because I like to try to get at least some facts now that this show is like about all of our spot on facts but um we are very professional <laughs> we're very professional so i think something people forget about the broad street bullies is not like it wasn't they were the first teams that did this so isn't the entire <laughs> well no so what happened is a guy got put like his entire career got taken away by getting punched in the back of the head right and I'm, I can't remember what team it was, but uh, that started like, okay, this is the kind of hockey we're playing. And then the Flyers were like, this is the kind of hockey we're playing. And they found Dave Schultz. <laughs> they found him in rural Saskatchewan. <laughs> the uh, meanest like you, sir, what we plate. need. Yes. With a great cookie duster. <laughs> Beautiful mustache. That whole team. If I could just do a haul of fucking awesome for the hair of the 1970s Philadelphia Flyers. But so I mean, that that is kind of the well-known story, right? Of How they started is that there was a cheap shot. He got hired as a muscle, and then you get the birth of the Broad Street Bullies. I don't think anyone knew that Bobby Clark was such an ass goon asshole. Um, <laughs> they just thought he was a really good pocket player, but they're like, yeah, I'm also really good at fighting. He's Maybe Schultz rubbed off on him, or they got into a lot of bar fights together or something, like fucking tag team over 9,000 over here. Oh, um, yes. Schultz also could score, right? He had 20 yep. goals, 73, 74. It's not like he was a terrible player or anything. But, uh. Yeah, and he played for other teams other than Flyers. Obviously, I talked about him as a Flyer, but he also played for the Penguins, the Kings, and the Sabres. So he's just all around good player. He played from, uh, well, almost, uh, well, let's see, 11 years. 11 years in the hockey league. Back then, that's, jeez. I always say, you know, you're a good player when they have to make a rule <laughs> about you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you know then, you're good at your fucking job. So they yeah. had to make a Schultz rule because he started taping his hands like a boxer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that's a, that's a true Philadelphia move right there. <laughs> they're like, no, that's the Schultz rule and the no Broder zone. If, yeah. you're, if you're a fucking legend, they're going to make a rule about you. <laughs> 
<laughs> at some point. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and do this right now. Hall of fucking awesome, yes or nay? Dave Schultz. Yes. Oh, oh, and yes. I have another little tidbit for you that you might appreciate as a wrestling fan. In 1994, the Hammer served as a referee at WCW Slamboree for the match between the Nasty Boys and Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan. So he also surprisingly did have a wrestling match after this. Really? Um, it was like a hockey fight worked into a wrestling match. And Ooh, yeah. another homage to him is there was a wrestler named David Schultz. Um, and I don't know if that was his actual name, but he is most famously known for smacking the shit out of John Stossel. I think that might be a homage <laughs> to the other Dave Schultz, the, the wrestler that was murdered. Uh, that would make more sense. No, I'm pretty sure Dave Schultz. Yeah, because there's nope. another wrestler named Dave Schultz. He was, I think, that Foxglove movie that was about him or something. No, no, I, no. Okay. This, well, this... we'll agree to disagree. When in Rome. <laughs> but anyways, look up the other David Schultz and watch him smack Dave Stossel for calling wrestling fake if you're a wrestling fan. It's pretty great. Um, he busted his eardrum, then got sued and fired from the WWF, and now he's a bounty hunter. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So... <laughs> That's the American dream right there. <laughs> that in itself is cool enough <laughs> to go venture out and watch. Uh, so, hey, you got two things out of this. You got to talk about Dave Schultz. You got to talk about Dave Schultz. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm right now, Hall of Fucking Awesome, the first professional wrestler, yes. David Schultz. <laughs> He's in there for slapping John Stossel. <laughs> I agree. Almost as good as Kane Choke slamming Pete Rose multiple times. <laughs> yes. All right. So Pete Rose can't get into the actual Hall of Fame, but he is in our Hall of Fucking Awesome. <laughs> yes. We're doing a blah today. We're getting multiple people in there. Gonna <laughs> fill it up. Gonna build a museum. Gonna charge fifteen dollars a ticket. And I'm gonna retire to. Uh, Only thing in there is like fucking. <laughs> it's just a cutout of Phil Kessel. <laughs> Phil Kessel, uh, a signed uh, was glitter poster yes. for I carry. <laughs> the single have the single theater seat. <laughs> we'll have to buy it. We actually have the theater seat. Just like <laughs> I'm trying to think of things that we put in there. This just sounds like the Cult of Kessel Warehouse. Broder, he's just in there. <laughs> he he's there just sitting on a chair. <laughs> I don't know uh, what I'm doing here, but they're paying me. <laughs> yeah, I guess he just. I guess I'll just live here now. Uh, <laughs> Who else can we put in there? Willie O'Ree is just hanging out, signing autographs. Yeah. Scott Stevens. <laughs> Scott Stevens doesn't let anyone in. <laughs> Eric Lundros is trying to get in. <laughs> Continuously gets concussions. Uh, yeah, it's a fun Hall of Fame. Everybody should go oh, yeah. to it. Uh, yeah, come on out. We're going to open it up in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Well, we can't, put, we can't let Stevens in the building because we haven't inducted him yet. We're yes. saving it. Yeah, he's, gonna... he's there. He's on the list. He's just like down the list. He's he's down the list because yes. the episode we do for Scott Stevens, the captain, as Ken Danko, Mr. Devil calls him, <laughs> is going to be a great fucking episode. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, yes. So uh, for everybody, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, I thought this was a really, really fun one. If you guys like the rivalries, the stories, everything, let us know. Uh, hit us yeah, up on man. Facebook. 
Christopher A. Patton on Facebook, at Chris R. Patton on Twitter. Once again, if you're already listening to this, you know how to find the podcast. But tell your friends, Spotify, iTunes, Radio Public, all of the the fucking gimmicks. Um, Make sure you check out, if you're a wrestling fan, you like the David Schultz stuff I was talking about, check out the uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance. And uh, I'm going to send this over to you, Dakota, and throw your taglines out there, and let's get the fuck up out of here. All right, man. You can find me at LaShock Dakota. That's L-E-S-H-O-K-D-A-K-O-T-A. You can yell about me for things or tell me how much you hate my voice. I don't care. I, I take all const- I take all criticism as constructive. Um, so, yeah, you guys have a spectacular week. We'll see you next time. For sure. And as always, Henrik, it's over.